We.ice's opening day specials here. We're going to be moderately funny, moderately knowledgeable, moderately just hyped up for the season. Let's get into it. What is going on, baseball fans? Welcome back to We.ice. My name is Jack. I'm joined here by Lorenzo over there, and we are just, I mean, we're just dazzled we're razzled dazzled hyped up for the opening day it's what, what is it tomorrow tomorrow is opening day and ooh, baby am i feeling spicy today i'm warm in what? all parts of the body i'm a warm man i I've, i made an egg bagel sandwich this morning and i put probably half a bottle of hot sauce on the top part of the bagel you put it on the bacon it gets real spicy and good and we're feeling spicier than that also we don't need to talk about how disgusting that is but Dude, baseball opening day is right around the corner. 162 game season, guys. After last year's 60 game season where it was just weird, didn't feel right. A year of just poop is how I'll say A year of poop. And now Mm -hmm. we get a full baseball season and it is less than 24 hours away. It could be an hour away when you're listening to this podcast right now. That's how close baseball opening day is. Yeah, we're going to have some fun today. We're going to do, let's just do a little quick rundown. We're going to talk about our favorite parts of opening day, do some opening day talk. We're going to do some bets for the season, some player previews, what we're looking forward to for the season, the, our best opening day snack might get in there. We're going to throw out to some bets, talk some prospects, talk some jerseys, and then give you some games to look forward to. So make sure to tune into the whole episode. We're even going to do more stuff. This is going to be a wild episode. We are just so excited for baseball and we hope whoever's listening is also excited Let's, let's get into it. I agree, it. and opening day is like, I like to term it as, I, I get very romantic about opening day. Like, I, I kind of, I mm-hmm. sop over it. Um, and opening day to me is like the signal of the rebirth. It's the start of the year, really. I believe, like, baseball yes. season starts the year, October is the end of the year, we're on vacation the rest of the time. But, there's a lot that goes on on opening day, Jack, so what's your favorite part? Of opening day, whether it's like a ritual, family routine, give it to me. Opening day is very romantic. Immediate memory that comes to mind is, so we're Red Sox fans, pretty baseball crazy. And there's an opening day phenomenon. We'll have to give it a name. I don't know what it is. Like the like the hot dog syndrome, where every middle-aged person pretends they love baseball on opening day. It's especially Red Sox everyone. fans. I, I mean, on Facebook, moms are going like, made some beans and hot dogs for my sons. Go Red Sox. And it's like, they only watch that game. And then they maybe tune into the playoffs and they watch that on like Fox News in the morning. But that's it. So I remember getting pushed into the auditorium in third grade. And we all watched the first pitch of opening day for the Red Sox as a school. Just one pitch? Yeah, we watched, I mean, we watched maybe like the top of the first and then I was like, all right, go to math class. That's all that. You can't tease me like that. You You can't tease. I remember being in like eighth grade, pulling up on my phone. Did I have a, I might've had an iPod touch in eighth grade. And so, but I mean, yeah, it still worked. I mean, I had doodle jump. What else do you need? And then in high school, like that cool teacher would be like, well, we'll put it on the board. Fine. You guys will put it on the board. And all the girls were like, no. And then the jazz in the back goes, yeah, testosterone. It's baseball season. I love that, man. So yeah. your favorite part of opening day is getting dragged into the auditorium to watch the first pitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's better than any assembly. So that, but just like that, that fake feeling that everyone feels that they're so excited about opening Community. day. I, It's annoying, but it's also like, nice. Like, let's go, guys. Everyone loves baseball, even though no one really does. But everyone's like, yeah, on that day they do. And also like the food's nice. 
and everyone it, it is a sense of community and it's just a fun time. I agree. It's a it's the one time of the year you can get a non baseball fan to be like, oh, one of the Red Sox playing today, or one of the Yan- one's the Yankees yeah. game on. It's like the only time of the year that they'll ask. Um, and I think opening day it's a holiday. It represents now maybe all of them aren't watching 162, but we're working on that, guys. That's why we're doing this podcast to get everybody to watch 162. But for now, the opening day, I think it's amazing. My favorite part of opening day will always be the moment you wake up for the first time and you realize there are baseball games on today. For the next seven months, there will be a baseball game that I can watch. And that feeling is unmatched. Better than seeing my sister get married. Better than having my first, like, niece or nephew better than any love i've ever had i am better than the birth of your first son better than the first of my birth of my seven children there is nothing greater than waking up looking outside and being like baseball games are on today i think honestly what's better than that is the morning after it's like do it all the plan b the plan b of baseball is going through sports center and seeing baseball highlights that morning after, it's the best feeling. You're saying, "Oh, wh- wow! Baseball's like hot in the streets again." It's it's so fun. It is it, the best part. Is with most holidays, it ends and you gotta wait another three sixty five to get it again. With baseball, you got one hundred and sixty one more games to go. I think we're sleeping on the fact that it's one hundred and sixty two games. Last season we got sixty, and the playoffs were fun. The season was pretty fun. We had fun with it. I mean, the first season of our of our brand and it was awesome this it was so fun thank you all for listening by the way nice. first full season and we're gonna just freeze it all over oh, uh, ice age style yeah we're gonna yeah. We're gonna freeze the mlb we're just gonna slow it down for you guys you gotta make it cold yeah but uh where was i going with this train has left the station i don't know but i did have a question for you i'll find it hit me so what was like do you have any like opening day stories that really resonate with you? Because I feel like everybody has that one opening day story where their crazy uncle spilled beans on their mom or something like that. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, ah, yeah, John Lester, he gave up eight runs, but we got beans and hot dogs. So what's your favorite opening day story? So I have a couple. I'm, I'm going to tell a bunch. Some of them we've experienced together. Um, but I'll start. I'll start. I'll go in chrono- chronological order, like um, the popular book, The Chronicles of Narnia. Great, great so cinema. we're gonna start. Good, good, yeah, good book too. Yeah, uh, book's book. not cinema. All right, next. But I think cinema's <laughs> movies. But we'll yeah, we'll gloss over that. Okay, so I was I was in Little League, and in Little League opening day is kind of you know that scene in Star Wars in the new one when all the it's almost like kind of Nazi Germany ish. I don't can I say that? I don't know. I don't know if you can say that, but it's I'll very. Go <laughs> it's kind of. It feels like a cult almost. Like they line you up all in the same field and they're saying like, this is this team. And you all like sing the national anthem and like dance around and then you go play a game. But only some teams play the game. So I always go to the field, listen to the national anthem, shake everyone's hand, be like, woo, it's opening day. And then just drive home. It Very odd. But I distinctly remember that every opening day. So I'll always remember that. And there's a snack shack. You get a nice foot long dog. So now we'll say we're... Well, Paul Blart, Mall Cop, Segway style into hot dogs. Because I have a fascination with hot dogs, and that just is a direct correlation with opening day. I agree. Opening day and hot dogs go together like peanut butter and jelly, man. They really fit. You can't have an opening day 
about hot dogs. We, we we know this. Only difference, only difference is peanut butter and jelly are not an opening day you, if you're, snack. If you, but hot dogs. If you showed up with a peanut are. butter and jelly sandwich to the first pitch of a Red Sox game, I would throw you into Saturn. That is unacceptable. Electric, Electric chair. chair. Yeah. Death penalty is reinstated. So the the first year we met, we kind of we. We had it. We shared a Red Sox love, and we watched it on our that, little dorm TV. You, a Red Sox love. That's all you took away from yeah, our basically. first year together. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the other memory is me reading a eulogy you wrote, and also. Uh, so I mean, also like putting taking my shoes off as I passed it on the couch. <laughs> th- yeah. Also, th- several good stories. So honestly, Red Sox one maybe the best. That, so we're, we're gonna go with that. That is true. So tell us his Red Sox. Best story, of the three. Jack. Tell the people. So we, we had a dining hall on campus, and we, like, eight of us brought backpacks. Half of them not even baseball fans, just in it for the dogs, which I respect fully. The few, the proud, the brave, really. So we walked into the dining hall, filled all of our backpacks with hot dogs wrapped in napkins and Tupperware, and brought it back to our little dorm lounge that we packed, like, ten people in there watching the opening Red Sox game against the Mariners that year, which they got smoked, and they lost them because that was the year the Mariners went off, and the Red Sox were just awful. So... We went up there watching this little ass TV with like 30 hot dogs just dumping out of our backpacks. All Dude, bad. My bag smelled like warm dogs for a week. And these dogs, we really jammed them in these Tupperware because we had like two Tupperwares because who who has who has like rubber maids on campus? Who are you? Like try hard? No, Relax. Yeah. So yeah. we had to jam them in. We don't go to private no school. No ketchup because no ketchup for the dogs. They were just raw. And they were cold, but it really fit. It fit the scene, and I loved every dog. I ate like five. I could, cr- I can yeah, eat we- fifteen hot dogs, and I am not even with a shadow of a doubt. Anyone who thinks they can eat more hot dogs than me, I will embarrass you. I have an interesting hot dog situation with me and my stomach. We we ha- we kind of have this ongoing battle where one hot dog is not enough, obviously. Never. And sometimes halfway through my second one. I'm thinking, do I want to finish this? Oh, you you doubt you doubt in the but dog. I do. I doubt the dog in the second in the second turn, and then I get probably three quarters of the way through, and I'm thinking, I I'm not sure. And then I do it, and I kind of feel a little weird sometimes. But that is different because those are like homemade dogs, and I'm not really that good of a chef. Obviously, I do butter a mean bun though. Mm. Um, but so it, I mean, if you're getting like a Fenway Frank. Probably could put down 17. Fenway Franks are just not human. So I understand, like, a hot dog is a great snack. I like to view it as, like, it's like the meat and potatoes. You got to have the dog. But, like, if you're not going to finish your second dog, what are the snacks you're going to be crushing on opening day? What are your other favorite opening day snacks? So we'll start with the one I hate, a Cracker Jack. We share the name. Terrible name. I am allergic to nuts, though, EpiPen gang. Um, so that's an issue. However, Cracker Jacks. Suck. Cracker Jacks are trash. Worst opening day snack. Also, I don't even think they make them anymore, but also eating peanuts, peanuts and Cracker Jacks, no. How about you eat ice cream out of one of those little cones? Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks, buy me uh, a nut allergy and a dry mouth for the next several hours. I'm okay, thank you. Yeah, buy me some EpiPens and a and an emergency ride to the hospital. Yeah, geez, I don't. I'm I'm good. Could we get some hot yeah. dogs up in here? Maybe some popcorn. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big popcorn on opening day guy. In the little hats that they give out at like Fenway Park, mm-hmm. that's an essential. Ice cream on opening day, unessential for me. I'm a big ice cream. It guy. is, yeah. Lemonade. You, 
you are lactose intolerant. Opening day, everything's out the window. My body is on the line, guys. The, player, the <laughs> yeah, players yeah. are out there putting their body on the line. I'm putting my body on the line in the couch. Hot dogs and ice cream are going to t- – my body's a temple for 364 days. But one day a year, it is yeah, the you're... side of a New York <laughs> New York highway. <laughs> opening, opening day, you're switch hitting. But that for you is – you, you're using the bathroom so many times, you got to start sitting on the toilet, like, backwards, like, oh, head mounted. facing the wall. I got yeah, you got to mount it. <laughs> yeah. Opening day is the day I open so, my body up to, to foods, just everything. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. Yeah, so for me, it's hot dogs and, like, a vanilla soft serve is really the peak opening day food. So good. And then you got to have a glass of lemonade. I tend to, like, I tend to lean pink lemonade. Pink lemonade is good bottled. Bottled pink lemonade. Honest, I haven't really had that much like fresh pink lemonade ever, because that doesn't exist. I don't think. So, like or a good. Sometimes I'm not a soda guy, but a soda in like a glass bottle on opening day can wet my lips any day of the week. Like a root beer in a glass <laughs> bottle. I am chugging. Retro though. Yeah, dude. That's what makes it. It can't good. be like Coke. No, it can't be. Coke. It's got to be like IBC cream soda. Oh my god! You could. Oh, I'm getting. There we go. Woo! getting even warmer in here now thinking about that give me a mm-hmm. hot dog a cream soda and then a soft serve ice cream as i watch the yankees and the blue jays on opening day <sighs> much needed yeah that honestly you just reminded me that this isn't a food cast this is we're talking baseball and it is opening day we have a 162 game season season slotted out it's going to be so hype so what, I mean, we're looking forward to the food. We're looking forward to doing this podcast with all you guys. Shout out for listening. Follow the TikTok at Baseball. What are you looking forward to most this season? Like, what is some of the stuff that's really going to get you just up with a pep in your step this, this season? The number one thing I'm looking forward to this season is winning streaks and losing streaks. Lulls and hot months. Last year, the big thing we were missing is the long game part of baseball. Because I, that's one of my favorite part game parts of the game of baseball. I understand some people think it's not great that it's a whole 162. It's too long. I love the strategy of having Jacob DeGrom opening day shoving, setting eight innings, seven innings pitched, one hit, but he's at 102 pitches. Do I take him out? Do I let him go? It's opening day, but we got 161 more of these. I love when a team comes out the Nationals, and it has a bad April, and then they spend the entire season battling back. They become battle-tested, and they win the World Series. We didn't get that last year. It was such a small sample size. Nobody got to really work through their growing pains. There was no real strategy. It was a sprint. I like the marathon aspect. I like how managers have to manage your bullpen. Hey, we can't put our best guys out in this series against this team. This may affect us in a division race later. If you're the Padres and Dodgers, you're playing each other, you just pitch. You're the Padres. You just pitch Drew Pomeranz in two games in a row. Do you pitch him a third game in a row? Or you've got to realize, hey, man, it's April. We need this guy in a long stretch. We don't burn him out. I love that aspect of the sport. It makes other guys step up, and that's what I missed last year. So I'm looking forward to the strategy. I agree completely. Strategy is one of the best parts of baseball. Great monologue, by the way. That deserves, like, several Oscars. But we're going... We're going long game. I love that, too. I love when, I mean, not wishing injury on anyone, obviously, but I love when a star gets injured and you see that, that other guy step up that you didn't think. You see a guy like like Pablo Sandoval make an opening day roster. He's the stud third baseman for the Braves all year round. No one saw that coming. That's the stuff that is just going to happen. No one could prepare for it. It's just going to be electric. The unsung hero. Pablo Sandoval has nine lives. If you're, the, I got to go. Let me go off he real does. quick, King. 
if if you're the Atlanta Braves, you could sign literally any. You could sign me to your team, and please sign me. I'm begging you. You could sign any major league player, and you sign Pablo Sandoval as your bench third baseman. Why? I don't get it. I just don't get it. Is he, did he lose some weight, or is he still horizontally gifted? He's horizontally a stud. He's he's thicker than ever. Weird move by them. I won't ever. He's quick. It. I I specifically remember freshman year of high school. I was in a Photoshop class for some reason. Obviously, it didn't pay off because I'm still learning it. And I remember, but he made he was on the Red Sox, Pablo, and he made a great dive. And I went in. I was like editing it, trying to make like a cool picture of him. Didn't work, obviously. But like what. He is, he's fallen from grace, for he sure. He has. Fick daddy. Never liked that signing. But we're a positive pod. We like to say positive. But sometimes, you know, I get a little negative. I get a little hangry. Especially if I haven't had my opening day hot dog. So, Jack, what's one thing you're least looking forward to this season? One thing that's really going to grind those gears of yours? Well, it's going to grind my gears. Like, right now, everything's so positive. There's not... There's no rain on my windshield. Everything's bright and sunny. I'm listening to probably Happy by Pharrell. That's a throwback. Probably got some minion memes on Facebook. We're just living life large. Big large. Pharrell, essential yeah. music. Pharrell, yeah. Good. Shout out, um, who are those guys who just retired? Daft Punk. Shout out Daft Punk. Shout out Grammys. Shout out everybody. <laughs> shout, out, shout out the Grammys, yeah. Shout out everyone who's ever won a Grammy and the judges. So what I'm not looking forward to is my favorite teams not playing as well as I think they're gonna. And my favorite players disappointing me. And I, in a way, I'm not looking forward to the long game. Because although we love the long game, and we've been lifelong fans of the long game, we've created this podcast, we've created this this media thing we're doing with a 60-game season and a lot of off-season and a lot of daily news. And sometimes you're gonna get that stretch in May where nothing really happens. And that... I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I mean, sometimes it's going to be electric, and I think there might be enough energy, but I'm really looking forward to that. Another thing I'm not looking forward to is old people. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say the thing I'm least looking forward to this MLB season is the first person to tell me, ah, baseball's too long. Baseball's boring. Back in my day, they used to throw 180 pitches. I hate that I'll be watching a baseball game, having a good time, and then I'll see a tweet where someone be like, baseball's too long, it sucks, blah, blah, blah. You don't got to watch it, man, if you know, if you hate it so much. You don't got to watch it. If I could do, if I was a magician, if I had three wishes, I'd wish for more wishes, obviously. But then, my big, my main priority, I'm going back in time, Marty McFly style, and I'm saying, Babe Ruth, get over here. And I'm taking Derek Cole. Derek Cole versus Babe Ruth. And Babe Ruth is going to get smoked. And then I'm going to say, hey, Ernie, you 80-year-old idiot, look at this. I have a better chance of hitting a fastball than, than Babe Ruth does. <laughs> maybe that's not yeah. true. <laughs> I'm, okay, maybe Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth is a legend, obviously. A but a random guy from the, from the 30s who people are like, yeah, back the small ball, that was the good stuff. It's like, no, it's not. I want to see Fernando Tatis flop around like a salmon on the bases and just drop 500-foot bombs. Is he going to strike out? Is he going to bat flip? Yes, that's what we want. So, hashtag cancel old people. I, I am completely a part of this. Yeah, my, that's the big thing. My least, The one thing I'm least looking forward to is just people hating fun. Don't hate. Let us have fun. We like fun, guys. 
That's all I want. Also, weird one here. I don't know if this is a looking forward to or not looking forward to, but I'm going to miss the cardboard cutouts and all the lame jokes people make and all the weird shenanigans that happen. I'm going to miss, like, on rest in peace to the cardboard cutouts. Great goofs, great gaffs, great laughs. They provided some good stuff, um, but I can't wait to see fans. Yeah, 2020 season brought us a lot of good stuff. A lot of ha- positive energy. The world was in a tough place, but we, we got a lot from it. So we're going to miss it, but... Don't let the door hit you on your way out, 2020 season. Bye. True. Miss, don't miss it that much. <laughs> so, I know that COVID, I mean, obviously COVID was a big deal. We personally lost our jobs. Uh, we were both CEOs at Verizon Wireless, mm-hmm. and we lost our jobs. Mobile hired us, We've so. been losing some money. So, how can we make some money this season? Well, if I were you, and, you know, you got you got a little bit extra money, you know? The government gave you a call, gave you some cash, or maybe your mom gave you extra $5 to go buy that orange down the street i don't know mm-hmm. whatever you spend your money on nowadays kids let's do some over-unders because you can make a lot of money on over-unders if you play the game right and we're going to tell you how to play the game right so we picked out a yeah. couple over-unders from DraftKings that we found were really good over-unders to put some money on if you're trying to win so jack give yeah. us our first one what's your first what? over-under jackie betts is in the house let's see what you got jackie Jackie Betts, not related to Mookie Betts, and still similar, but bloodline, not related. Sex appeal, equal. Bloodline, not enough. Equal, yeah. Yeah. Bowling skills, Mookie takes the cake on that one. I can't bowl. I put money on Mookie. Yeah, he's winning that one. Um, Let's alternate, so we'll we'll give each other ones, and then we'll we'll make the calls. I agree. All right. So first one, Lorenzo, here we go. Francisco Lindor, over over or under... 31 and a half home runs in the 2021 season. I'm taking the under on this one. I don't love Lindor as a power hitter in in the NL Central. I think there's a lot of good pitchers over there. I don't love him just as a power hitter in general, even throughout his career. Um, it also, for me, just doesn't really feel like a power ballpark in the New York Mets place. He's never had. He had a 38 home run season. <clears throat> In 2018, he hit 32 home runs in 2019. So both of those, he would have had the over. I just don't see it this year. Like, the power of him just doesn't feel like it's there for me. He struggled in 2020 offensively a little bit. So, I don't know. I'd much rather him get that batting average back up than try to hit some dingers here. I don't think the Mets need him to hit dingers. You guys got you got guys like Pete Alonzo who's going to take care of that for you. Michael Conforto hits bombs. I don't see him hitting the over. I would go under here. I like that. I'd probably go under two because I think he's going to hit like 310, make some good defensive plays, hit a bunch of dingers, but 32 dingers for him I think is a little also, it's, it's a little much. The dead end ball. Like Francisco Lindor is a smaller guy. Yeah. So those home runs that were going out in that 2019 season aren't going to go out this year. So I yeah. think you got to take that take that into account. Only thing for the the argument for the over could be it's his contract year. The Mets negotiations don't seem to be doing great. He's asking for like three ninety, four hundred, three hundred ninety mil, four hundred. That's crazy. So to get that money, you might have to hit thirty two dingers. So that could be some some ulterior motive for him. So we'll see if we can. Do I it. think Francisco Lindor is going to try not to hit as many dingers because, like I said, the dead in ball. He's got to understand those balls that were going out are going to be fly ball outs now. So instead of trying to fly out, man, I got to get that batting average back up. If I'm going to be paid 400 mil, I got to start hitting more doubles. So take the under. If you got some, hammer that under. Yeah. So, Jack, what's us do another Met. Because this over-under really shocked me. 
And I got to ask you, mm-hmm. Pete Alonso is currently slated over under 107.5 RBIs. Let's hear what you got. So this one's interesting. I think Pete Alonso is not a hitter that's just going to do that on any team. But because he's on the Mets and he's in the middle of the Mets lineup, it re- this, this over-under just depends on how good the Mets are. Because if the Mets are scoring runs, if they have an electric offense, which they could, then this is this, he's going to get that because just of the spot and the lineup and the people who are in front of him. You got Lindor. He's going to hit a double. He's going to hit a single and steal second half the time. Then Alonzo hits a fly ball. Boom. Um, I think, so I think this I'm over-under honestly, is I, based on his 2019 season, like his rookie season of that 53 home runs, 120 RBI season. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to do that with the home runs, but I think the Mets are going to score a lot more runs and Pete Alonso's kind of do to hit some more dingers maybe he worked in the offseason i'm gonna go over you the over Ooh, i was gonna hammer the under i think so one. i don't know i think they might be putting a little too much stock into that rookie season he still was good offensively last year 35 rbis in 60 games it's nothing to sneeze at but yeah i i don't love pete alonso on that so jack's going over i'm going under I'm I'm tapping the over. Slight it's, tap? it's a slight tap, but you know you gotta go. You gotta go. We gotta make up our money. We lost a a general head sergeant position at Verizon Wireless. It was tough. Tough loss for us. Now it was tough. All right, next. You go ahead. No, it's up. You can go, Daddy. Go off. All right. Yeah, I'm taking it. Here we go. I'm taking control. This is my show now. Marcelo Zuna over under thirty four and a half home runs on the Atlanta Bravos. I am punching the over on this all day. I think Ozuna's got his money now. He doesn't care about hitting singles and keeping that batting average up. He doesn't care about anything but getting up there and daddy hacking home runs. Now, he hasn't had a season like this. Like, 37 home runs was his highest, uh, I think, his highest total in his career. And that was in 2017. So, I do think it's a little bit of a high number. But he hit 18 home runs last year in 60 games. And like I said, he doesn't care about hitting that batting average anymore. He hit 338 last year in that 60-game sample. He is going to be a force this season for the Atlanta Bravos. Give me that over. I, I love I love that take. I love that he went back to the Braves. That tells me something. And people are sleeping on him. He could have won the MVP over Freddie. I think he wasn't even in the conversation. He hit 338 with 18 dingers and 56 RBIs. I mean, with a one dot... 067 OPS like he had a monster season and then he goes back to the Braves so I'm I'm really liking this I'd pound the over too he hasn't been a huge like numbers power guy but I think like he you look at him and he's a power hitter I mean that ball at Fenway that we saw last year that hit the moon this guy he is a power hitter He's going to show on a couple extra pounds now, man. He doesn't got to worry. He's going to be playing left field, but he ain't going to be playing left field. He's going to be just looking the part. He's going to be looking mighty fine out there. Yeah. But I think, yeah, he's just going to, him and Acuna, both going to put on a couple pounds, come in, and just start daddy hacking all day long. Ozuna's got his money in the bank. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah, I, I think that's, I'm confident in that one. He's He might hit 35 exactly. Or he could hit, like, 50. Honest, I love Ozuna. Uh, yeah, so. Ozuna could hit as Hand many runs as he wants. I'm in love with him, too. Now, yeah. for you, Jack, we talk a lot about pitcher. We talk a lot about hitters. Let's talk a little bit about pitcher. So, Shohei Otani, the dual threat, the hitter, the ace, the king of baseball. How many games is he going to start? Over under 10. This one's so tough because 
We've seen him hit. We've seen him pitch. He hasn't really pitched a full season. I don't know if he can do it. It really just comes down to, are the Angels going to want him as a hitter and a pitcher? And because they don't have pitchers, I'm going to say over 10 starts, he's going to become more of an ace for them than a bat. Um, I'm hoping he can do the two-way thing, but I think I'm going to go over 10 starts. I'm also going to go over purely because I want it to happen. Like, I want Otani to be able to pitch and hit. And if he can't do it this year, then the Angels are going to have to make a tough call on what he can do. They're going to have to give him one. So... I'm just praying he's able to pitch over 10 starts. So hammer that over. Let's be, we're an Otani podcast now. Big Angels pod right here. Yeah, yeah. We're also a big Padres pod. We love the Padres, obviously. We're, I mean, official bandwagoners. That They are our, our official NL team for the next three years. We signed a contract. Padres over under 94.5 wins. I am far more torn on this than I thought I would be. It's tough. Especially since we're so removed from a 162-game season, the win totals are so different. Uh, 94.5 seems high. It does, With the Dodgers, it's tough. I'm leaning towards... I see the Padres as a 93-win team. I really do. I like, yeah. 92-93, I think is... I mean, that's still an amazing I season. Get, this, I think that they did a lot to make this team better, but I don't think that... They need to win the division. I don't, and I don't think they they're gonna win the division. I don't think they need to either. I think that if you're the no. Padres, if you're in like uh September and the Dodgers like three, four, five games up, I think you're gonna probably try to take it a little bit easy there. You're not gonna try to put the pedal to the metal. You're just gonna make all right. We didn't yeah. get the division. Let's rest up and get ready for the offs, man, and hope that the Dodgers get knocked out or that we get to play the Dodgers and we can beat them in a five game, seven game series. So I'm actually gonna go under. 94.5. I love their depth, which I think will help them um, get a lot of wins, but I, I'm honestly, I think they're going to win like 94. I just can't put them at 95. That seems like so high. And uh, this is obviously like stupid logistics here, but I'm probably going to go under two. But I mean, 94 games is an amazing season for them. Yeah, it's a great season. I just, I don't know. I don't see the ni- 95 does seem high. So I'm going to go, we're hitting the under. Do you think the Dodgers are going to win over 100? Yes, I do. Yeah, so that would be, I mean, the Dodgers going to, they would win the division by at least like seven games, which it seems that could happen. Seems plausible. Seems like it could happen. But playoffs, different story. So now let's talk about a team whose win total is not even close to that. It's literally 30 games under. The Colorado Rockies were in your news for all the wrong reasons this offseason. Over under 63.5 games they uh, Rockies win this season I'm gonna go over just because I th- it's really I mean just off of last season we, I think we picked the Orioles to win nine games and they won like 23 or something like that so I think it's it's hard to just bet against who's gonna be horrible I think the Rockies are gonna squeak out a little bit more wins than that I mean 63 is horrible so we're gonna go we're gonna go over maybe not by that much but it's it's tough to lose that many games yeah I'm going over two I think that's a low low line they're not going over like, oh, dude, they broke it. They're going like 65, 66 wins. I just don't see a team losing yeah. that many games. They still got some guys. They got Blackman. They got Story. They got uh, Hermaine Marquez. Like, they got some guys on that team. In Colorado, too. So there is a little bit of that effect. Hit some fly balls. Get them out of the park. And then squeak out some wins. I could see this team winning like 68 or something like games. that. Like, yeah, I, I say I, give me yeah. the over on that. 
I like that, yeah. Our final one, and we can maybe go into some Red Sox talk, so skip ahead if you don't love the Red Sox, but we're going to be talking a little bit of Red Sox here, because we are diehards, and we are pumped for the season. Red Sox 80.5 over an over or under James 1. You asked me three weeks ago, I'm hitting the under. I'm over now. I like this team. Let's go over. I'm over. Let's get, let's get gross. I'm like delusional Red Sox fan. I'm sucking the green monster right now. Like, I yeah. love... I'm getting a ladder, and I'm starting at the base of the dirt, getting a little bit on my tongue, and licking all the way up. All the, the way up, dude. I like this team. They were a force in spring training, which obviously you can't take too much, but I like the players that they have. Hunter Renfro is kind of – I've been tasting him a little bit. Bobby Dahlback is going to be the AL Rookie of the Year. You got um, a little bit worried about their starting rotation. I don't love what's going on with Eddie Rodriguez and the dead arm. But I like what they got mm-hmm. going. Martin Perez, can Nate Avaldi kind of finally spin it? When Erod gets back, I like that. Chris Sale coming back halfway through the season. I like it. Michael Chavis has looked good this spring too. I'm in on this team. So put I'm gonna put in put a pin in the Chavis because I want to get back to that because there's been a lot of news around him. But looking at this lineup, it can be good. I like it. Um, I love Kite. I love all their young guys. The future's looking good. You're you're quickly convincing me that like 2022 we're gonna be like World Series or bust. So I'm loving that. Or 2023 and a half. We're looking at the rotation. If you tell me Sale, Erod, Ivaldi, Martin Perez, Tanner Houck, or how we say it, how yeah, something yeah, like that. I don't know. <laughs> something like that. It's like roar. It's, it's, it's a tough roar. one. Tough I, one. I can never tell. Houck, something. Yeah. Um, and then like. Pavetta, there are a bunch of other dudes. Garrett Richards is in there too. They they have they have some names. Like you can convince me the injuries is, is tough. Um because if you lose Sale and Erod, which they might not start with, it it gets really tough. But if you add those in, I mean sign me up. So it it's a little tough. I think it's more of looking towards next year, which excites me. Excites me. But I you I'm I think I'm gonna have to hammer the over. On 80.5. And you want another hammer. It's the over 80.5. Jaden Martinez is going to be your guys' comeback player of the year if it's not Trey Mancini. It's one or the other. This guy is going to come back, and he's going to crush it this year. I'm fully confident. Xander Bogart is one of the best hitting shortstops in the game. He doesn't get enough love. Our boy, Alex Verdugo, is going to take the next step. He's going to move down to that two-hole. He's going to get more power in his game. He's going to solidify himself. You guys are sleeping. People are sleeping on Rafi Devers at third base. His defense is a little bit shaky, but when his bat's right, dude, he's a force in that lineup. They got some guys. They got some players. Franchi Cordero hit a ball to literally Jupiter's this spring. <laughs> you could get me gassed up on just about any Red Sox right now. Yeah, I'm I'm so high on the Reds. I can't wait. Hopefully their opening day game doesn't get rained out because New that England would, that hates would the world. That would put a literal damper on my season for them. My hopes for them yeah, would be I, less. I, I think it's going to happen. Um, But Alex Cora is back. The Chief is back. So, I mean, he's going to help out a bunch of the players. I'm excited for that. Um, J.D. Martinez can use the video room again, which will be fun. So, I, I think we're... I'm, I'm pretty high on this team. It is a tough division, but... Let's beat out the Blue Jays. Let's kind of show them who's boss. We need a winning season here, Red Sox. Come on, give it to us. I also think if the Red Sox are good, it kind of helps the AL. And we're going to make some bets on the AL as we move forward. But I think the AL needs a surprise team. Because you got the Blue Jays who are going to be pretty solid. I'm getting a little bit more worried about them as the days pass by. Um, You got the Yankees who are obviously a force. You got the Astros who are a sneaky good team this season. Um, you got the White Sox, you got the Twins. I think they need that team 
They need the White Sox of last year. Maybe we can be that. Give us that young team. Does this team remind you anything of the 2013 team? Where it's like, they weren't supposed to be good, they were the worst team in the league, and then they won the World no. Series. Do we have any spark of that hope? No, I don't think so. I, yeah. I don't think so. I agree. I get uh, 2016 Red Sox vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It We're definitely a little bit out. We're a couple um, years We needed away. to bring in some players. We we didn't get those players, so hopefully next season. But yeah, I'm for last Red Sox note, then we'll move on. But the pitching and the prospects is what I'm going to look for because, I mean, we're so involved in the Red Sox and what they could be. We forget they don't even have a bullpen. Like, they literally have no bullpen. Um, and the rotation is kind of in, in shatters. But moving forward, as we start to kind of clog those holes, then it gets really exciting. So I think this year... Let this lineup bang and just be an issue in the AL East. Hit some dingers off Cole. Hit some dingers off Ryu. Just, like, disturb oh, the AL East. That's all I, I want. I think you just gave us our slogan. Be an issue, Red Sox. Be an issue. Be oh, an I issue. Want, give us a t-shirt. Give me a damn t-shirt. Be an issue. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. We're an issue. You be an issue, Red Sox. I'm, I'm in on that, dude. Ooh, Red Sox pod coming soon. The Be an Issue podcast. True. <laughs> Be an issue, grab a tissue. I love it. I could use a tissue right now. But you let me get him a tissue. (laughs) (laughs) But you want to know what else people are going to need a tissue for? What? All the tears have to celebrate all the money we're about to get them. Because we're going to be doing more bets. True. true. We're going to be doing some AL bets. So obviously, money pod. Obviously. If you're a Red Sox fan, you don't got the time to focus and watch every other game. It's impossible. You can't watch 162 games of every other team and the Red Sox as well. But guess what? We're going to tell you some some storylines to watch for this mm-hmm. season. If you can't, or if you're a fan of another team, some storylines to watch for. Maybe make a little bit of money. Maybe get some following. Maybe some fantasy stuff too. All guys that you want to keep an eye on. So, Jack, tell me. Your first bet that you would take in the AL. In the AL, or do you want me to give them to you multiple choice style? Yeah, let's do a multiple choice style. So give me one bet. Yeah. We got free we got free options. Let's pick one. Alright, so I'll give you the three options. You're taking Dylan Bundy to win the Cy Young plus four thousand. Okay. Uh- or you could go Alex Cora plus twelve hundred. To win manager of the year. Or Bobby Dahlbeck. Sorry, a little more Red Sox. We gotta sprinkle it in, you know us. Plus fifteen thousand AL rookie of the year. Ooh. I I'm You're putting our our life savings down. I think it might be plus fifteen hundred on Dahlbeck. That might be a typo. Um I think it's plus fifteen hundred. Plus fifteen hundred. That's what I meant. Um I'm gonna put all my money on plus fifteen hundred for Bobby Dahlbeck. I think that's a solid pick. The MLB reporters all voted him to be the um, the rookie of the year in the AL this year. I love what he showed me in spring. Guy's got power. Guy's got defense. Could be a five-tool player. I like Bobby Dahlback. My only thing is I think that Alex Cora line could be a pretty good line. It's a good line. But, I mean, you got that plus 300 advantage for Dahlbeck. And I have a lot of faith in Dahlbeck, so I'm going Dahlbeck. Here we go, Bobby. Bobby Bombs. Come on, Bobby. We're a big Bobby podcast now. Bobby Dahlbeck updates coming every episode. Get ready for that. I'm going to give you Mm -hmm. what he did that week, the Bobby segment. We'll just talk about all the Bobbies in the MLB. Everyone with the first name Bobby. 
Just tell you how they did it. There we go. Well, we got Bobby Witt Jr. coming up for the Royals. He'll be fun. Bobby Dahlbeck. Bobby. Why were people in on Bobby's in the two, early 2000s? Was that like a popping name? Is Bobby better than Robbie at all? Yes. It's better. I like Bobby better. Probably. it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's having a re- rejuvenation because you couldn't name a kid Bobby like 10 years ago, but now it's kind of getting cool. I like Bobby better than Robbie, especially if someone spells Robbie R-O-B-B-I-E. Then I'm definitely out on that. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that his? That's like Margot Robbie. Ooh, I'm not out on Margot Robbie, but I hate the spelling of the name. <laughs> Lorenzo hates Margot Robbie. We know you're listening. Sorry. sorry get sorry, your heart broken. Um, so I'm ha- I'm hammering the Bobby Dahlback one. Let's go to the NL though, because we got another multiple choice for you in the NL as well. And this one I think it's much harder, because we can't go Red Sox. So Jack, would you rather take the odds of Cabrian Hayes at plus ten thousand for NL Rookie of the Year, Zach Gallen at plus five thousand for NL Cy Young, or Joe Girardi at plus twelve hundred for NL Manager of the Year? And I think I probably wrote it wrong. It's probably a th- plus a thousand for Cabrian. You suck at typing. Yeah, I do. I I really I'm t- the commas get me. They they get me. I'm not sure where to put plus them. a thousand for Cabrian. I apologize. Yeah. So oh, this one's tough. Honestly, I want to take the best option. I love- yeah, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the worst one. I think you go Dallin plus five thousand because out of those three options, I think Dallin could happen. And you're making some money there. I am hitting the Joe Girardi line. Give me that plus 1,200 Joe Girardi NL manager of the year. I think that's a solid bet. I like the Gallon bet. I just think there's a lot of pitchers on there up there who have more of a face value in the MLB right now who might get votes just for that too. He's on the Diamondbacks. They're not going to help him out. Run support. His wins won't look as good. They might. I don't know. I don't. Maybe he'll get traded even. So I don't love that for Gallon. I really like that line for Joe Girardi and the Phillies. If they're able to put together a scrappy season and somehow finish above the Mets or the Braves, I think that's a guaranteed manager year for him. They got JT back. They got DD back. They reassembled that bullpen. Zach Eflin, Joe, um, why did I say Joe? Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler. They got some guys on that team now. They, I like what this team's got going. Give me that Joe Girardi line. I'm I'm really low on the Phillies, so it's tough for Joe. But also, you don't have to be a really good team to win Manager of the Year necessarily. They if they squeak into a wild card and they he manages really well, it could happen. So it's not it's not a bad bet either. I I would make that bet too. But I don't know Zach Gallon just out of nowhere. I like the weird ones. He's on our fantasy team. I mean, let's go Zach. Yeah, I'm a big Zach Gallon pod. Like we're in on him. Um, yeah. But I'm gonna go. Do you know what he looks like? Yes. He's got like this little bit of a long hair kind of look going on. Uh, he's kind of a sex icon. I, I'll get. I have to look at a picture to see if I'm correct. I'm. I'm hoping people know what he looks because I really don't. I'm hoping he can be good enough this season that people know what he looks like. Because I think people are hearing the name now, but they don't really know exactly what he looks got like. It. Because, for being real, no one's watching Diamondbacks games, so it makes sense. He did, I knew he had the hair. He's got the glasses too. He's bringing back the glasses look. He's a hot man. He can pull it off. Interesting look. Kind of a Tyler Clippard vibe. Ooh, Don't hate great, it. Great analogy. Do you know he was with the Marlins also, when he debuted? I did. 
He's also um injured, which did not know that. So um we'll see what happens with that. That's tough. But that's why I want Joe Tarardi. Yeah, we're still hammering it. We're going Zach Allen. Our Here fantasy we go. team just took an L. <laughs> it did. It definitely. Our fantasy team, we drafted David Price and Zach Allen. One's in the bullpen. One has a hairline fracture. So we're not looking great. George Spring is about to go in the I.O. We've had t- tough 24 hours for our fantasy team. T- yeah, real tough for us. What's the deal with Springer? I, I think something. I don't really know the exact deal. All I know is that uh, he has some sort of injury going on. And that they want to make sure you hold him back. I'm not too deep into the Blue Jays lore. They say he's like penciled in the opening day lineup, but I wouldn't rush him back if I were the Blue Jays. This is your guy. You just invested in him. Like, give him his time, put him on the IL, make sure he rests up, gets back fully healthy. Yeah, it looks like he's still rehabbing. I, I don't think it will be an issue, but like, he might miss opening don't day, which him. sucks for like the fans. But yeah, I mean, bring him back the second week. It won't yeah, matter. Don't, don't you got 162 for five, six years with George Springer? I wouldn't, I wouldn't push him to yeah. play the first game of the season. Don't be yeah. dumb. So yeah, that's that's what we like. We're talking about yeah. So hammer those. Speaking about young guys, that you, I mean, you had a lot of time to go. Six years left in the league. These guys might have more. Let's talk some prospects because, I mean, prospects are a, a core part of my baseball love. I mean, no other team, no other sport football, basketball, you just get drafted in the first round, then you start the next year. Baseball, you gotta get scouted in other countries. You gotta, like, hit tires with bats. You gotta grind, somehow make it. You gotta have awesome flow on Vanderbilt. And then maybe in five years, you'll be in the MLB. The The prospect list is so exciting. So who do you have your eye on for the 2021 season? Who's gonna emerge? Who's gonna make it big? Who's gonna be that, that next fun Tatis Vlad Jr. kind of style player? Who is it? So I don't think this guy has the ability to be the next Vlad Tatis because he's a pitcher, and I don't think it's it's different. Mm-hmm. But I think he's got the potential to take the storm like Dustin May and take the leagues by storm like Dustin May did. I got my eyes on Mackenzie Gore, and for a different reason. That was mine. Did you? Oh, great minds think alike. Yeah. And for different there reasons than you probably do, I have my eyes on Mackenzie Gore because I think that he is the key to the Padres. I don't... That was mine, too. Damn it, you're too good. I don't <laughs> think that the Padres can go against the Dodgers right now with their rotation versus the uh, Dodgers rotation for the full 162 because of depth. And I'm afraid there's a lot of injuries, guys, on these uh, Padres rotation. And the Padres are bound to get some obstacles. They're going to need someone to step up to be that guy in the playoffs who goes three or four innings like Dustin May does when you can just bring out that type of guy or David Price from the bullpen. You're going to need a starter like that who's a stud. I think that's where Mackenzie's goal is going to come through. I'm also interested, if you're a Padres fan, how much play is he going to get this year? If you're the Padres, are you going to keep him in the minors to manipulate some service time here and let some guy like Denelson Lamette work his way back from injury, obviously, or Chris Paddock, how long a leash does he have? Mackenzie Gore wasn't able to make the opening day start uh, roster out of spring, which sucks because of how much depth they have. But if Paddock has a tough April, a tough May, do you call Gore up then? I'm interested to see how they handle his service time. I'm interested to see how they utilize him. Is he going to get the Dustin May treatment? He's going to get the Michael Kopech treatment with the White Sox. I'm interested. So I think Mackenzie Gore is a guy to watch out for this season. I agree. I do think the Padres are playing more of a long game than people think, though. 
I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Gore be a factor at all, but I think if the Padres are going to win a World Series this year, which it's plausible, they have the squad. Oh, squad. You gotta see Gore be a factor, even if it's in the bullpen in the playoffs. You gotta see something, and it'd be great if he can come up second half and be new and electric, kind of like Ian Anderson. Um, it, the chances are low of that happening, but if that can happen, that would be so cool and so important for the Padres. But if I'm a betting man, which we clearly just were, I think, honestly, you might not even see Gore make an impact this season because you go 2022, you add Gore and Clev. But that kind of puts on the line, how much are you in, Padres? Are you all in? If you're all in, you got to put, if Mackenzie Gore is ready and you're all in, you got to call him up. If not, don't tell me that you're all in as a Padres fan if you're not going to call up your top prospect who's ready for the big leagues. If you want to beat the Dodgers, you got to be all in, man. No halvesies. No yeah. half sense. I think it, it more lies on Gore. He hasn't pitched in the big leagues yet. So, I mean, G- give him a he shot. might not be ready. Give him a shot. Yeah. I think Mackenzie Gore could very easily make this opening day roster. He could. But also, new high prospect pitchers, they're never good right away. So it, it'd be rare that if he is a stud off the out of the gate. But on, I think he might suck this season and be good next season, would would be my guess. I don't know, man. Give him some run. Let him burn it out. Let him figure it out at the major leagues. That's what I want to see. Who's Who do you got, though? Who you got your eye on? Jack's looking for binoculars. By the way, never bring binoculars to a baseball game. Not a cool look. Yeah, that's hacky. Yeah. So I also had Gore. I also had Bobby Dahlbeck, my on. We talked about them. Kalenic, I think, is an interesting one. First of all, because you can't say his name, which is hilarious. So that's going to be fun <sighs> for the future of our podcast. <laughs> tough for me. Um, Jared Kalenic. <laughs> um, but I think he's kind of the key piece for the Mariners' future. They have, I mean, he's they have a bunch of top prospects. Julio Rodriguez, people don't really say his name. He's a top 10 pitching prospect for the Mariners. He's going to be crazy. Kalenic is kind of that Tatis Trout figure. Not to put too much pressure on him, but he is that fun outfielder that is going to be the come up for the Mariners so are we going to see him be that this year rookie of the year kind of thing or is he a little far in the future but either way I'm excited to see what what he can be because I haven't really I've heard his name so much I haven't seen him play so I want to see him make some diving grabs hit some home runs see what he can do is he going to be a future face of the sport or is he just going to be kind of another Andrew Benatendi that's hot take. I like it. I like it. Let's get some Jared Kalenic love. There we go. I had to pause for a second. I like that. Give me a little bit of hitter. I think we're going to get some run. The Mariners kind of are not in the best place in the eyes of most baseball fans right now. Tough spot to be, which sucks because I was high on them. I was. I really, we were telling people to buy stock and they kind of, I don't know, they got Paxton this year. They are Kalenic on the rise. And their CEO was just like, I hate baseball and the people who play on my team. And they got fired. So weird offseason for them. Tough look. Tough look for sure. My, I got one more guy I got my eye on. And that is, like I mentioned earlier, Michael Kopak with the, with the White Sox. Because last year, Michael Kopak sat out because of injury. And if you guys remember, Chris Sale, one of the stud relievers in the game of baseball, got traded to the Boston Red Sox. For a package that included Yoan Moncada, third baseman for the Chicago White Sox, and Michael Kopech. The reason at the time, this trade was thought to be bad for the Red Sox because Michael po- Kopech is a stud. And he still could be a stud. This guy throws 100 miles per hour. He throws nasty off-speed stuff. And he's only 24 years old. 
His career has been a little bit derailed by injuries, but now he's coming back to a White Sox team with serious chance of contending in a weaker AL. And he's going to be in this long bullpen role right next to um, Garrett Crochet. Sorry, pause for a second. Garrett Crochet in this White Sox bullpen. He's the number two prospect in the Chicago White Sox system right now. Go look him up. He shows 100 gas, dudes. I think he's incredibly important. How he adjusts in that long relief role. Because you got the full 162. He obviously has to build his way back up. You got guys like Keiko. Might be getting a little bit up there in age. Lance Lynn's going to come over. He's going to do it. Giolito, who's my pick for the Cy Young. If Kopech can kind of work out of that bullpen early on. Really start to establish himself as a long reliever. And get built up to be a starter. Michael Kopech could be an absolute weapon. By the time we get to August and September. And you guys could be remembering why the Chris Sale trade was such a hard decision. If the White Sox can come out of the gate this year and have Kopech and Mankata be like a force, because we really haven't seen Mankata do anything, we haven't seen Kopech pitch. So if those can both be studs on this already talented team, then I think people are going to be like, nice, good trade for Sale. Because honestly, I mean, the White Sox didn't really have anything going on, and then they gave Sale to the Red Sox, they won and won a World Series, and he was a stud. So now the White Sox have a World Series contending team. If Kopech can be a stud, Mankata can do some work. I think that that will make White Sox fans in the south side of Chicago just breathe, just sleep a little bit easier at night. I agree. I remember at the time I thought we gave up too much for sale. But now looking back on it, I still think we still gave up. We could have given up too much, but we won a World Series, so it makes it good. But the White Sox didn't get fleeced yeah. in that deal. They got some studs. They did. It is weird that we gave up two highly touted prospects and... Luis Robert, who was probably in high school at that time of the trade, is now making a, a bigger impact. Like they're very, they're slow burning prospects. So, in that, I mean, we never know what's going to happen in the future. But in that sense, I think the Red Sox got a great deal because I mean, I mean that 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 trade was a while ago. I agree. It's a it's a weird sport. Baseball is man. That's why it's so hard to analyze trades when they just happen on the spot. You got to let them settle in. You got to let them kind of marinate, as some would say. As I would say. Yes. So we got we got the players to look for. We got the bets to make. Mm-hmm. We got all that locked in. What about yes, sir. how the jury's used to watch for, how they're going to look on the field? Tell me how that's going to be, Jack. So obviously we're a jersey pod. We've done, we ranked all the jerseys. Go listen to, every, we previewed every single team. Go check that out um, in little 20-minute episodes. This is obviously the opening day special. Let's get hyped, obviously. Here we go. Follow the TikTok at We Baseball. But looking at the jerseys, my jersey to look for this season, kind of a newish one, didn't get a lot of shine last season. The Blue Jays Baby Blue. The Baby Blue Baby Jays with George now. Maybe on the IL, maybe not a great pick for our fantasy league, but let's go Baby Blue Baby Jays. That's perfect. George Springer is going to be popping off. In these new jerseys, this Blue Jays team is only on the rise. Bobochet with his flowing hair. Austin Martin, also a prospect to watch for. Great pickup. Basically, basically Dans- Dansby Swanson Jr. So I can't wait to see the baby Blue Jays in this baby blue uniform. Get some more credit. Get some more love. Just earn some more Toronto street cred, which is really all I want in life. I couldn't agree more. I think that's a great pick. That's a jersey I definitely got my eye on. Another jersey I got my eye on 
is let's see how these Phillies baby blues work, work out. Let's keep a baby blue monitor going on around the league. I'm currently wearing a baby blue Bryce Harper shirt. That's true. So I want to know, is this going to stick around? Is this just a trend in 10 years? We're going to be like, ah, oh, that was kind of weird. I got to see the Phillies step up to it, really earn those stripes, literally and figuratively. Joe Girardi in the baby blue uniforms, kind of out on. Yeah, I don't know if he has the body to do it. You know, might have to do a little bit more bicep curls before we can kind of flex out that baby blue. But I, I like the I like yeah. the potential old man style. It could be there. Could be nice. Could be nice. Bryce Harper though in the baby blues is really a reason to turn on the game. Obviously, dude. Fit King just swinging the bat yeah. around. And perfect transition Paul Blart Malkoff style right here we're looking for the flows we're looking at the jerseys but we're also looking at the flows how's the hair gonna rest on the backs of our favorite players and Bryce Harper I think is definitely on the list so let's try to make kind of a power ranking of the flowiness of the 2021 season because I mean baseball lettuce is is really the reason we're watching these games I mean if we're being honest I agree baseball lettuce is a crucial part of the baseball season. And there are some guys who just do it a little bit better than others. Now, they might not always be your favorite players on the field. They're my favorite player in my heart. So. Exactly. I got Bryce Harper. Preseason flow leaderboard. Give me Bryce Harper. Slotted number one. Because I think he's the best player to have the best hair. His hair might not be like the hottest entirely in the game there's some maybe one or two guys who could push him a little bit but he makes it work because he's Bryce freaking Harper when it's long when it's working with the beard oh, when he's hitting balls in the baby blues a lot of bees there I mean it, it gets me going and especially hitting a home run with that running the bases with the, the hair flip he kills that I don't know if it's number one worthy. It definitely could be. There's two other guys that I think give him competition who are in the top five, but they could be number one. I think Dansby. He's always going to be in that competition because he doesn't let it get too long. He doesn't get, let it get too short. He's always in that perfect range. He's just got that. He has baseball flow. He has Vandy flow for life. And I have to respect that. I got to respect that too. Vandy flow. I'm, I'm in on the Vandy flow. It kind of, it's contagious. I agree with what you're saying about Dansby. He's also hot in the streets right now. Everybody's buying Dansby stock. I like that. A guy you might not be buying stock. If you're an OG, we got us fan. You know my admiration for Mr. Jordan Weems, the reliever of the Oakland Athletics. I think this guy does hair like no other. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Weems has – Google him right now. You've definitely never seen him before. Long, blonde, straight hair. So weird, so off-putting, but it's so remarkable that it's great because I've never seen any other baseball player. I mean, he's bright green jersey with bright blonde, long, straight hair. It's it's a sight to Have see. Have you ever seen Remember the Titans? He yes. looks like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. He does. I, he he could. I mean, if he doesn't make it on the A's, he could go do some movies. He could do some. He should at least surf. get like an Eminem commercial or something. Jordan Weems surfs. Come on, guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, for He's sure. Not, he serves May- and plays, like, fr- Frisbee golf on the beach and for fun. That's, like, what he does, like, in the morning. He doesn't go to the beach. He goes to, like, places that you can surf. Uh, like, yeah. in a machine. Uh, yes. Because I, he, doesn't like, he doesn't like the salty water. Yeah, he's, he's a, it ruins the yeah, hair. He's out in the sun, too. He's too pale for the sun. He's got to wear SPF 100. He is. He's very Nordic looking. Like, he would definitely pillage 
for sure. Yeah, he could he could be in the next Avengers movie, man. If they look, you know, Chris Hemsworth retires. He's Thor yeah, too. We get we get, get a replacement up in here. I buy Jordan yeah. Weems. Give me a Jordan <laughs> Weems jersey. Shout out. I want him. I like that. I'm big on the Weems. Guys. I like that a lot. Another, I think he's got to be in the top five just because of one word: consistency. Brandon Crawford has been rocking the flow at shortstop, which is a hard thing to do. Flow at shortstop, I mean, it's it's kind of traditional, but it's really hard to be excellent at it. Brandon Crawford has been doing it for 10 years. He has, but he's got the longevity of the flow, man. He's just not the hottest guy. He's not, but I mean, doing it for one team for 10 years with the same haircut, it, it's remarkable. Not nowhere near the top three. I'm putting probably at four or five. But I think he deserves a little shout-out. I agree. He's been doing it before these other guys were even born, basically. He's just been rocking that long hair. Got to respect it. He's got a little bit of an old psychedelic, maybe did listen to a little too much Doors in the 1970s feel to him. Yeah. I get that kind of like, ah, all right, buddy. Let's let's, let's come back down. But I got to respect it. Brandon Crawford, great ball player. A little bit of mud wrestling on his off days kind of gives me that vibe, which is a little weird. He, like, owns an ATV. For sure, yeah. He he like hunts turkeys, which is like the weirdest animal to hunt, in my opinion. We we do it for Thanksgiving. Another, I mean, we do. I mean, I buy mine at the grocery store, but yeah, I mean, you gotta you still gotta wrestle it. So prospect pick Austin Martin with the Blue Jays, basically Dansby Swanson two point Vandy shortstop with. Didn't the Blue Jays used to have an Austin Martin too? They did. Or what's his name? The catcher. Yeah, am I am I high? Mart, I think it's Austin Martin. What was it? What's his name? It might it might have been some Russell, Russell Martin. Russell Martin, yes. Yeah. Too close. Close. I gotta look. Austin and Russell, same name. Yeah, same name. Essentially, same name. Ooh, good pick with the flow, Vandy guy. Good flow. Short Vandy shortstop with the flow. I mean, you can't go wrong. That's some good flow right there. He's he's good looking dude. Great looking dude. Yeah. He, Third overall, I mean, he was a steal for the Blue Jays. I think people are like, because he got drafted last year, I think third overall. And people are like, you drafted a stud shortstop, but you have Bo. But that's a steal to get to get that guy, Vanderbilt shortstop. I mean, that he could be great. So I'm excited to watch him as a prospect and let his hair just do the work. Yeah, I'm in. I'm all the way in on this. Great, great picks here. Brandon Crawford, Jordan Weems, Dansby, Bryce Harper. Some deep cuts. Some studs. Austin Martin's a stud. He's gonna be a stud in the league. He looks so good with that oh, hair, yeah. man. I'm in on it. So good. I think we've done a great job of telling people what's gonna happen opening day, opening week. We've been gassing you guys up. But guess what? Like I've been saying, there's 162 damn baseball games this season, Jack. A lot, a of, lot of baseball games. And sometimes you get a little tired, you know? Uh, it's, it gets a little wear on you every now and then. But we're, it's okay. We're going to tell you the games to watch for this season in case you forget to mark your calendar if you still use the calendar. Open up your notes app, your reminders. So, Jack, let's highlight some series for the people. What's your first series that people should watch for? Yeah, we're, we're going to give you like seven game series that you just got to tune into. Mark your calendars. First one. Padres Dodgers first time meeting April 16th that's I mean that is gonna be a game you gotta watch by MLB TV now pre-record that that ish and just watch that game because that's gonna be 
there might be a fight, the, the tension is going to be crazy, and even if there isn't any of that, you're going to get a good pitching matchup and a good hitting matchup no matter what. So Padres-Dodgers, the first time they meet, got to watch that. And so the Padres and the Dodgers, I agree, they play seven times in April, and then they don't play again until September. So, Which is a ripoff. It's a, it's a tease. I don't like it, but I do yeah. like it. That it allows that to build up. I like the September. They have like nine games against each other in September. That's great. Great. That's good. That I can't. Oh, you're you're hitting me somewhere close. Next next series though, Yankees going down to the trop facing the Rays. G Man Choi versus Garrett Cole. Broadus possibly Chapman versus Mike Brussel. The revenge of the yeah, fifth. So good. Like that because they got knocked out in the fifth yeah. game. True. Ooh, love that. Thank you. Did you make That's that up? On the spot. Good stuff. Good stuff. April 9th to 11th, Friday, Sunday, three games, weekend series, Rays, Yankees. You gotta watch I'm that. watching it. I'm strapped in next weekend. I'm watching. What are your plans? Come over. Let's watch some baseball yeah. games. We're live tweeting. We're live clipping. We're live IGing. We're, we're, we'll be on Clubhouse. Follow it all. We got Ice Baseball. And on Twitter, we got Ice BB. Yeah, dude. Must watch series. You're going to get some good matchups. Glassnell versus Cole, hopefully, pitching that series. But you're going to get some great, like, kind of storylines right there off the top. You got two playoff matchups that happened in the first couple weeks of the season. That's great. I love it. Moving on a little bit, you got to be really close to this one because April 2nd, a certain man is going to be making his debut. That's right vlogger, Instagrammer, oh yeah, and Cy Young winner, Trevor Bauer is going to be debuting for the Los Angeles Dodgers April 2nd. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this on opening day, he's going to be mm-hmm. debuting April 2nd against the Rockies. He earned a number two spot in a loaded rotation over Walker Bueller, over Julio Urias, over Dustin May, David Price. That's kind of a must-watch game too because it is that course. Just to see what he does. He's at Coors. If he doesn't throw no hitter, people are going to be mad. Everyone's unfortunately everyone's rooting against Trevor Bauer now. It's kind of like the tides have turned. Yeah. So, win or lose, he's going to be trending, which is great for him. But on like that is maybe my number one overall must-watch game. Padres Dodgers is also really good. Yankees Rays is really good too. But I think Trevor Bauer's first start prime time. I'm sure it will be against the Rockies just to see him throw start pitching in that those uniforms because last year with the Reds every time he threw lights out I mean he pitched a lot of seven inning games but I mean he would go seven innings allow like one hit so it, we'll see if he can continue that with the Dodgers it when he pitches it's must watch baseball debuting with the World Series champions best team in the league that is must must watch baseball tune in I could not agree more it's essential baseball Jack tell me what else is essential baseball in May Going still sticking with the Dodgers, going down to Atlanta, Dodgers at Braves June 4th to June 6th. A great matchup. I mean, NLCS rematch. Dodgers came back from down 3-1. The Braves are kind of reloaded, looking for revenge. Dodgers, Braves, I hope I see that in the playoffs, but we're going to get it in June. Got to watch that. Essential watch. Everyone's talking about those Padres. Everyone's talking about the Mets. Hey, guys, you almost have forgot about the damn Atlanta Braves. One game away from the World Series. Don't sleep on these Braves. I'm telling you, teaser. We'll Don't sleep soon. on these Braves. You wrote down a matchup that really just caught my eye as much yeah, as baseball. Rockies at Pirates. Battle of the bad. Battle of the just horrible teams. June 28th. Honestly, might be a must-watch just because you don't know what's going to happen. 
that's it just so, it's so irrelevant that you might just have to tune in. I think I'm gonna be tuned into that game, maybe for like five seconds, and then be oh right, I remember why I'm not watching this. It's bad baseball, yeah. but still, it's gonna be really cool to see. Like who can suck more? And by the end of June, like who really like is you're bored of the good teams. You gotta watch some like bad baseball. You gotta look at some prospects. Just have some fun with it. Picture. Let me set a scenario for you, Jack. It is currently June twenty eighth. Nighttime, let's say 7 30 8 p.m there's nothing going on it's kind of rainy outside you're a little bit bored the red sox have the day off you see rockies have pirates on your tv yeah you tune in man you know gotta get you also it's it. kind of like make a wish charity foundation kind of stuff you just gotta pay your respect to the rockies and pirates you gotta watch at least one game so if you're gonna i mean unless they're getting no hit by another team then you watch too but just watch this game, have some fun with it, maybe like have us have some drinks, eat some hot dogs, and just watch this this massacre. I agree. I love it. And then the last one we got for you guys is Nolan Arenado returns to Colorado. May 7th. He's going back to Colorado. The team that traded him, who paid to get rid of him. He's going back. He's gonna go visit course. So mark that on your calendars. I love a good player return. I think it's great for baseball. Arenado's going to crush it when he goes back. So, must watch the game. I'd book right that there. game. Arenado's going to hit three dingers. I agree. He's going to crush it. That series is going to be just Arenado oh, yeah. massacring the Colorado Rockies. Can't win. And I'm here for it. Jack, I think that I think we've we covered have. a lot. People have been demanding that we give our official World Series picks because we've been fence riding on who we're going to pick. We've been teasing it a lot. I think it's official. Opening day is here. 162-plus baseball games. And someone's going to be a champion. One team. So who are you picking to be the World Series champion this year? I'm going to do even more preview. Because you did, you did a good lean-in, but I'm going to just double down. So we did an episode on every single team. We, we gave some hints. So if you're a loyal listener, you'll know who I'm going to say. Then we did an episode guessing Cy Young, Manager of the Year, MVP, all that stuff, where I picked Framber Valdez to win Cy Young, and now he's injured for the season, and I didn't know that. So um, apologies to all of you listeners, Framber and his family, and um, shout out Star Wars again. But for the World Series winner, talked about them a lot. I love their team. I think they have revenge. I think they have young studs. I think they have what it takes. I'm going the Atlanta Braves are going to win the World Series. Not a lot of people are picking them. I think they're going to beat the Padres and the Dodgers. I think they're going to win the NL East. They're going to beat out the Mets. They're just going to have have some fight in them, and they're going to win the World Series. I picked them last year. Picking them again. Let's go. I love that pick, dude. And I would have made the Braves pick if you didn't mm-hmm. make the Braves pick. I didn't want to pick the same team as you. Yeah, good to mix, good it to mix it up. But I think that's such a good pick. I can see it in my head right now. Braves beat the Dodgers in the NODS. Braves beat the Padres in the NLCS. Braves beat the Yankees in the World Series. I vision it. It's going to happen. This Braves team is so loaded. But in a world where this Braves team doesn't get over their playoff woes and aren't able to do that, I got another storyline for you, Jack. And it's the return and the repetition. The Los Angeles Dodgers. I think the Dodgers repeat as World Series champions 
Just because I looked at rosters, man. I was going to pick the White Sox. I was going to pick the Padres. I was going to even pick the Yankees at one point. But I, I just looked at the teams, man, and I was like, how do you pick against a team that just won the World Series and out of the Cy Young winner? Yeah. How? It's, it's the boring pick. I get it. But I just, I don't see a world where the Dodgers lose. I can't see them losing. I really can't. They're just so perfect. Yeah, I mean, they won the World Series and they got better. That doesn't really happen. Um, the Dodgers seem like they're hacking the game. I can see if they win the World Series, people are going to be kind of upset for the teams that aren't spending money because the Dodgers have crazy prospects and just go out and sign whoever they want. So, I mean, I'm hoping that storyline isn't pushed too much because I'm also hoping the Dodgers don't repeat. But, there is, I mean, if you're looking at stats, if you're looking at numbers, there's no reason why they wouldn't. The only reason to pick against the Dodgers is because they might like have not have as much of a drive because Kershaw got his ring and people yeah. got their rings, so that's a reason. But Mookie already had a ring and he was as yeah. Good I, as I think the NL is competitive when it gets to the playoffs. You're looking at a lot of good teams: Braves, <laughs> Padres, then even like some sneaky teams like the Mets and Nationals. They there's some good pitching over there, which wins playoff series. So there might be some some trip ups there for them. Uh, so I think the AL could you ha- kind of have an easier path to the World Series, but I think I think it's either going to be the Braves or Dodgers. I definitely think it's going to be an NL team, but I, the Braves just it feels right. We're picking the Braves. I can definitely see the Dodgers though. I agree. I have the Dodgers beating the Astros in a seven game series. World Series. Yeah, Astros were in the ALCS. They were one game away from being in. The if World they had Series. Verlander and Framber. They'd be set. It's I don't know what they're going to do with pitching, but if they had Verlander and Framber, it'd be a t- totally different story. I like Granky, Javier, and Odorizzi, man. Odorizzi's good, yeah. Um, it's tough. Losing those two guys are tough, though. Hopefully they get one of them back in time. I agree. Who is who are the Braves playing in a World Series? I don't know. I mean, people are saying the Yankees, so I want to say the Yankees, but I don't see it with their rotation in, in the playoffs. I just don't. I don't think that's going to win games at all. White Sox, I'm also, like, they're good, but I don't know if they can make it to the World Series this year, so I honestly have no idea. I, I don't know who it could be. I get White Sox is a kind of a decent pick, but I, I'm i really, I think the AL is so open, I think it's going to be a wild card team. I don't know who it's going to be, but I think it's going to be a wild card Ooh. team. I like that. I like it. So, Jack. As the Atlanta Braves being your 2021 World Series champion, I have your Los Angeles Dodgers repeating as 2021 World Series champions. And that is it, guys. We're at opening day Day special. Done. Boom. Bam. Full offseason. Second offseason. Here we go. This is my. I don't have any confetti, but I have this um, air duster that I'm going to spray into the microphone. Ready? So ready. There we go. That was hype. Let's go, guys. Pop some bottles. Opening day is upon us. I am so excited. Seven months of offseason. 30 pods. 30 days. Endless content. Your way. And guess what? It's just getting started. Wow. You're watching your baseball games. Make sure you follow us on social media to get all live updates, live reactions, the best hub for MLB 
wiffle ball, college baseball. That's what we got eyes. So follow us on Instagram and TikTok at we got eyes baseball on Twitter at we got eyes BB. We are going to be bringing you guys free podcasts a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. You're going to get full game coverage, and on Saturday we're going to make you laugh. We're going to show you the fun side of baseball. We're going to show you the culture side of baseball. Why you should love these players and this beautiful game, as well as content like i said on instagram tiktok videos reactions highlights all that fun stuff view cool stuff like that just getting started over here at we get eyes so make sure you guys follow us again on social media spotify apple podcast and we'll be back with another episode let's play some ball jack take it easy and stay tuned